Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind the scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running FreemanFurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 98 of the Maker Mom Podcast. This week's episode is with Angela, who has created Move Over Bob, which recently just launched its website that has uh, written stories about all these amazing women in the trades. Uh, So this is a really fun interview. I've been following along with Move Over Bob for um, a couple years now, I believe, and um, just super fun to learn more about how and why it got started and get to chat with Angela. She's super fun as well. So I think you all will, in fact, I know you all will enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed chatting with Angela. But before we pop on over to the interview, I need to give a big shout out and thank you to the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much, Bonnie of Tool Mom Bonnie, toolmomstore.com, Laura, Oakley Soap Company, Mary Lou, Made by Mary Lou, Amy, Bison Valley Carving, Dan and Kelly, Reclaim Living Store, Brandy, Studio Obey, Kathy, One Girl and Her Tools, Ellen, Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very much for your ongoing and continued support for helping to produce now two episodes a week for everyone to learn about these amazing female and non-binary makers of all kinds. All right, with no further ado, we will hop on over to the interview with Angela of Move Over Bob. Angela, I always have guests do their own introductions on the podcast, so I'm going to let you tell people who you are. How much of that, how much, yeah, I saw that on the thing. So just do, do you want me to just like a quick introduction, I guess? Do whatever you feel comfortable (laughs) doing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right <laughs> all right so go for it who are you Angela tell us about uh, yourself <laughs> uh, I am Angela K. Case I am a designer carpenter uh, and builder uh, owner of Amory Design Build in North Carolina and I am founder of Move Over Bob which just launched uh, our website uh, this past Tuesday the 18th um, and I am a mom of a two-year-old boy. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to talk to you and be on your podcast. Awesome. All right. Well, before we dive into, like, what you do now, let's talk a little bit about your childhood. Where did you grow up and what kind of things were you interested in as a kid? Uh, I grew up, uh, actually, I was originally I'm from Guam which is an itty bitty tiny island in the South Pacific. <laughs> um, not many people know where it is, which is well specified. Um, <laughs> my family moved uh, from Guam um, when I was a toddler. So we uh, 
moved outside of Washington, D.C., uh, which could not be the more opposite place to move. But uh, my mom was born and raised on Guam, and my dad is originally from Toledo, Ohio. So um, she wanted a change of scenery. And uh, so we moved to Germantown, Maryland, which is a suburb outside of Washington, D.C. Uh, and my childhood was spent outside. I, I love, I mean, so I guess a lot of me has not changed. I <laughs> searched for opportunities to be outside and work with my hands. And um, we were fortunate enough, we lived in a townhome community, but it was back to a state park. And so I just, every bit of my childhood, every memory I have is outside. I like was one of those odd kids that didn't like TV. If a friend wanted me to go watch TV in their basement, I was like, no, yeah, I would play outside by myself <laughs> in the creek before I would be trapped inside somewhere. Um, so yeah, I've just, um, it, so it was great. So I have really great memories of, of, of playing outside and, and building things and um, doing, you know, random gardens throughout the forest. I mean, plenty of, um, might have stolen some like tulip bulbs from neighbors' <laughs> yards and gotten in trouble a few times. And, um, but yeah, so um, it's, it, it's something I've, I've, I've always enjoyed doing. Um, and I guess as far as it relates to um, you know, what I do now, which is working in construction, I would do things like paint my friend's rooms, like any opportunity I had every year. I mean, I can't imagine if you went back to my childhood room and I grew up, a, I'm a, a, there was six of us. Well, I'm one of four children. And so we moved, you know, in this very small townhome, there was always rearrangements of rooms and, you know, you know, trying to figure out how everybody was going to fit comfortably. <laughs> um, but I, no matter, like, I repainted and redecorated my room every year. I was obsessed with painting. And if I could get a friend to let me paint their room or try a new, like, paint technique, um, I would do that, too. So, um, yeah, it was just a lot, of, a lot of creative things growing up. Mm -hmm. So grateful for that. Did that transfer into like when you were a teenager too? Like, um, oh yeah, I was re I was repainting and decorating my room. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 makeovers got a little bit more you know sophisticated as I got older. <laughs> so like, I remember doing a friend's wall and we did this like it was like a sunset, you know, and I did like. We did a, a shelf and I put like martini glasses. <laughs> like, that's cool, an adult. You know, so yeah, no, it, it carried through. I was just really always into it. <laughs> What'd you do um, after high school? So I actually originally uh, went to community college. Um, I wanted to be a psychiatric social worker. Uh, my dad was. Uh, he's retired now. He's a teacher principal for um, schools, uh, alternative programs is what they call them um, in Maryland, at least, um, which is where they send the kids that had a hard go at life. And, um, you know, so uh, I grew up listening a lot and he was very invested, very invested in his students and just growing up listening a lot to his kind of like complaining about the system and how alternative programs are like the stepchildren of the public education system. And I also went to school. I was, well, I was in high school, the No Child Left Behind Act passed, um, which uh, for those that are unfamiliar, it was a law that basically, um, it, they made it sound great with the title, but it was actually pretty horrible <laughs> um, because it really pushed standardized testing. And um, 
So uh, what that ended up doing for alternative programs, obviously, is like if you, you get money based on your kids standardized test scores, you know, so it was horrible for it. And then in addition to that, I got really wrapped up in learning about trades education and um, really getting upset that there weren't more trades uh, school opportunities for kids in alternative programs. And then the, the No Child Left Behind Act removed more trade programs from schools because of the fact that, you know, investing time into a student learning a, a skilled trade doesn't improve their math and English standardized test scores, right? So that ended up, I mean, that's a huge, that's, that's a big part of why I believe the, we have the skilled trades gap of today and why you look at an entire millennial generation um, that got pushed into college. Um, so anyways, clearly I was very obsessed about this as I've rambled on. <laughs> and so I, I was like, every, you know, I was really obsessed over this topic. And so I wanted to become a psychiatric social worker and work in middle schools um, and try to push this agenda of, of uh, different uh, uh, modes of ed education for these kids. So um, I did that, but then <laughs> realized pretty quickly that I was going to like struggling a lot with paying like working and paying for college. And um, it was a kind of a rough, rough patch um, with uh, things in my life at that time. So it just got very difficult to just balance everything. So I, at the time, I actually had always worked in salons and uh, I was a shampoo girl at 15 and um, stayed working in salons through high school and through uh, the couple of years that I went to college and one of the hairstylists there was like, why don't you just go do hair? She's like, you can pay your way for, through school that way. Like go, you know, go to school, get your license. Um, and so I was like, okay. <laughs> so I <laughs> dropped out of college and, um, and went to uh, cosmetology school um, in Roslyn, which is again, right uh, outside of Georgetown in Washington, DC. And um got into barbering. So that was my first trade. And barbering, well, I actually started, well, okay, so it started cosmetology, but then I guess in like true fashion of my interests and likes, um, of always choosing the less girly of things I could pursue. <laughs> it was like, well, um, I ended up very quickly just going right into barbering. And barbering for me, the way I ended up getting thing into it was like classically trained barbering. So we're talking like straight blades, no um, no plastic guards. Like you will not find a single plastic guard, everything manual. So it was, uh, um, when done in that way is, is super interesting and very difficult to, to do actually. Um, so I got a lot of uh, fulfillment out of that and then ended up making a lot of money, <laughs> like a gross amount of money. Um, it's, it's crazy. People again, don't realize how much money you can make doing a trade. Like I was like, I was, it was great. Um, so I didn't go back to college <laughs> and I just kept barbering. <laughs> so I never went back to school. Um, and, uh, I stayed barbering for like 10 years before I actually got into construction. So, okay. yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I want to kind of circle back a little bit to the, um, like the alternative schools. So in, at least in Iowa, that's what we call, we have alternative high schools as well. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, I definitely remember the no child left behind and how it kind of screwed everybody over. Because um, my mom uh, was a teacher and I remember her coming home and railing about how she was expected to now teach to the tests 
mm-hmm. versus like teach in ways for, you know, depending on the kid, how they would learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, and she was in just regular public school, not, um, not the alternative school system, but I've had opportunities as an adult to basically be in a room working with groups of students, some from, you know, the, the most prestigious uh, high school in the area matched up with a, a team from the alternative school. And I tell you what, I would pick the kids from the alternative school pretty much every time mm. um, over the kids from like the prestigious school because I don't know. I think you learn a lot from life. And if you had the hard knocks life type thing, I feel like you think better on your feet and um, can problem solve quicker. That's what I found. But I mean, have you, now that you've gone, I mean, you were in the trade of the barbering Mm -hmm. and then getting into construction, like, do you find that there's, a type in society that's drawn to those careers to trades careers yeah um you know i feel like it's such a hard it's so hard to say um whether or not there's i mean i think yes there's there are interests and characteristics Mm -hmm. of um people and i guess kind of even thinking about your point of you know when if you have to learn the hard knocks and you have to, um, you know, or you go through, you know, you go through life going, you know, learning how to make things work that are not easy for you. Um, you know, I mean, if, when you think about pursuing a trade and, and the lack of resources that there are, right? I mean, I guess it would be, it, it, it would be an easier pursuit for somebody who understands things don't come easy. Right. right. So yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily like, uh, some sort of, um, you know, formula of like this type of person or that type of person. But I, I think when you do think about, um, you know, yeah, think, things are handed to you when you think about just how easily college, if you're somebody who comes from privilege, like that's right. just handed over super easy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, when there's not easy access to resources into skilled trades, it's kind of hard to know who would take advantage of it or not. I mean, I think that's kind of even when you think about girls in general, right? Like people think girls are just not interested in doing things, you know, like Mm -hmm. job class and stuff like that. But it's like, okay, is it really that we're not interested in it? Or is it we were never given the opportunity to do it? Right, Um, right. So it's, it's hard. It's hard to know. Um, have you had any exposure to, um, you know, there's European countries, a lot of times their school system is set up that you basically pick a career path for yourself based on your interests in like middle school. Mm-hmm. And so you learn if you have an interest, let's say like, in carpentry or woodworking, like that's what you would learn in high school. And so you would come out of high school basically prepared to go either, excuse me, directly into a trade or going into higher education still around that. Mm -hmm. Have you um, had any 
exposure to that? Um, uh, no, no direct exposure, only, only exposure through my obsession of skilled trades research, <laughs> um, and finding that, yeah, countries like learning that a country like Germany and actually Japan, so that's stepping outside of the European model, but yep, Japan yep. and Germany being kind of the two countries really who do, do not have the same numbers as the rest of the world when it comes to the skilled trades gap. And a lot of that is built around what you're saying and just the culture too. Like there's, it's very respected to be a skilled trade person in Germany or Japan. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's held in high regard. Um, and I think that really helps. Um, and yes, this like an apprenticeship. I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's like this like honor system to it, you know? Right. And I think, um, so yeah, no, nothing direct, just like, is it only my like research? <laughs> And being like, look at Germany and Japan. I remember cutting people's hair and just being like, did you know that Germany and Japan <laughs> do all these, like being, these crazy yeah, things? Yeah, doing hair just made it so I had that, like, I would love, it's so funny because I know all of my past clients have got to be like, yeah, she would never shut up about that stuff. So it's good she's doing something about it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, okay. So you barbered for 10 years. How did you get into construction? Um, so my husband got a job in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, and at the time I was still working, um, in Washington, DC at my job as a barber. And, um, he, so he got the job and I, we had, we were actually engaged at the time and we were going to play planning a wedding and that was going to cost a good bit of money. And like I mentioned, I made pretty good money as a barber. So I was mm -hmm. like, you, you go to Raleigh, I'm going to stay and like keep working and like try to save up and like get us some money, pay for the wedding. I wanted to buy a house because I got a little like, I got a peek at how cheap the houses were in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. um, if anyone knows housing prices in DC and around DC, like I, we would never have been able to purchase a home because it's so expensive there. So I was like, okay, well, yeah, I'll, I'll stay back. You go. And uh, we, so we did long distance for a little over a year. Um, and I just kind of racked up some money to uh, get our wedding and then bought a house. Um, and I, my plan was because again, kind of going back to my, just always being interested in building things and fixing things up. I should also say too, that my dad, uh, all growing up, you know, as a teacher, didn't make a lot of money. So he always had to work in the summer. And he was, uh, he worked construction often in some, in the summers. So, um, he, uh, and a lot of the construction he did was like, uh, he like built decks and things like that. So, um, he, and they did a lot of fixing up of our house. You know, we didn't grow up with a lot of money. So when my parents and my mom is a big design, I mean, she's like, has, oh, I mean, she just had books and books of interior design books. It's like her passion and love. So together they DIY'd a lot of things in our house. So, um, I wanted to kind of do something similar, right? Buy a house, fix it up like my parents did with theirs. And my dad um, offered to help with the first project, which was to build a deck. <laughs> so he came down and uh, I actually was able to, when I left my, finally left my job in DC, I had a few months that I wanted to use to, to renovate this house before I found another job uh, barbering. And so my dad came down with all of his tools and we built the deck and it was great. We had a really good time. And I was said I wanted to do the kitchen next. And he was like, okay, I'll leave my tools here. <laughs> I 
I'm like, okay. So um, I originally, I was going to actually, I was going to hire a contractor and we, you know, and I went through all the things that you hear about, every, you know, contractors would come, they'd try to talk to my husband and he'd be like, uh, ask her, you know, <laughs> that whole right. thing. And so it kind of just got to a point where one day I was like, okay, so I'm just going to do this myself. And he at first was like, uh, no, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, no, 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 just, uh, yeah, no, I'm doing it. So, um, so I did. And, um, I mean, I hired, you know, obviously an electrician, a plumber, I don't encourage anyone <laughs> to do any of that. So, um, but I, you know, basically did the carpentry and oversaw the project, um, rebuilt the cabinets and got, I mean, completely gutted this kitchen, um, just complete. I mean, everybody, I'm pretty sure everyone in our lives just thought I was nuts. <laughs> um, I, remember, I remember we had, a, my husband actually had a friend who lived in the area and just their horror coming in like, wait, what <laughs> is she doing in here? I'm like, I got it. <laughs> um, don't worry about it. Um, so ended up finishing that kitchen and it turned out pretty good. And my husband um, was showing some pictures to a coworker and the coworker was like, your wife should submit her photos to this old house. They have a competition. So he told me about that. And I, in secret, cause I didn't, I'm not sure. I think I told him I submitted pictures. I don't even remember. I was, cause I was just like, okay, fine. I'll do this, but I'm not going to tell anyone. So I, uh, but I, so I did that and, but I ended up winning their kitchen, their national kitchen remodel contest. And um, they did like a photo shoot and a story about the kitchen and it was the editor from that magazine I had. Um, I asked her after the story came out of like, if she would just mind talking to me for a little bit, because I just wanted some more information, you know, because again, it was like, what do you, I want to do this, but like, I don't know who, who, who do you talk to if you want to do this? Right, <laughs> and so right. I, I, he was super generous and so awesome and spent almost like two hours with me, I think, on the phone that day. And it was like, she gave me a bunch of advice and it was things like, yeah, it sounds, she was like, well, Angela, it sounds like you want to be a general contractor. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, is that what it's called? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like, I don't, I just love, like doing this. And she was like, I think that's what you're saying. And she's like, and you like carpentry. So, you know, she was like, maybe go like find a school. So she gave me some like to do's, like find a school, like reach out if you can find other women in your area, like, so I did that. I signed up for uh, some classes at a community college, uh, a building technologies uh, course, and uh, found women in the areas and hounded them and stalked them and asked <laughs> them if I could meet them for lunch. Um, and, uh, you know, some people did not want to meet with me. Some people did. And that was fine. Um, so, yeah. And um I don't know. Yeah. The rest is history. Cause I ended up loving it. Like absolutely loving it. Um, and did you go do the testing and everything for the general contractor? No, I actually, I I've been studying for the NASCA exam um, in North Carolina. You have to have a certain amount of working capital um, mm. to, to qualify to take. So you either have to have a lot of cash just sitting around, which I don't, <laughs> or, or yeah. So you have to like show, I mean, there are ways around it, but I kind of just took it after talking to some teachers. They were like, cause basically the way it works is you're, you can do um, work construction costs that are under 30,000. Um, and so it was framed to me in a way of like, we'll start with the small jobs, which is fine. Cause kitchens and bathrooms, yeah. like I tend to work with people who are on a budget. So mm -hmm. um, 
it's not like straight out of school, I would have been ready for like a huge, <laughs> you right. know, couple hundred thousand dollar remodel. So I was like, okay, fine. So I'll do that and I'll rack up some money in the account. And um, so I was able to do that. And I started studying for NASCLA and then like COVID and everything else. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So that, that's on my, I spent all this money on all the books. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, and it does feel like a really appropriate time. I am getting more and more inquiries on like the projects seem like they're you know, getting bigger and bigger. So, um, mm-hmm. that is on the to-do list, but it has, I've been able to, uh, cause it's just, it's just me for Amory design <laughs> build, uh, which design builds, you know, it's one of those phrases that, uh, I don't know, sometimes I wonder if I should have named it something differently, but it's hard because I literally design things <laughs> and then build right. them. Um, including doing all of the like sketch up, uh, like renderings and layouts. And I mean, I, everything from start to completion, I mean, in in custom building cabinets to fit within the design, like I'm building the cabinets. (laughs) So it's just, it's hard because design build feels like very appropriate. Um, So you're um, like, you're it for crew? I'm it. I have, I've I've been able to, (laughs) I have my, like my, plumbers and electricians my go-to subs that I um um that depending on this you know obviously the scope of the work and the size of the job um I've had some jobs that have been large enough that I've needed uh, an extra hand so I'll like bring on one other like kind of carpenter um that can that can help me with some stuff um and just you know pay them hourly not um, yeah not employed yeah so all right, I'm super excited for this week's sponsor. This week's sponsor is Tool Mom Bonnie or Tool Mom and Company. So Tool Mom and Company is for all ages, genders. Uh, they have what you need for your one-stop tool-related merchandise of gifts or clothing or both. Um, her products are fun, fashionable, one-of-a-kind. You can check her out at www.toolmomstore.com or find her on Instagram under toolmombonnie and Bonnie is B-O-N-N-I-E. You can receive an extra 20% off at checkout by using the coupon code MAKERMOM. So I have two of her mugs. I have one that says, I believe, what is it? Oh my gosh. Um... One is like the definition of a tool woman and the other one is just like a circular saw with flames coming off of it and I believe it says uh, Go Girl on it and they're super fun mugs. I, w- I love drinking coffee out of them in the morning. If it's not out of my Wonder Woman mug, it is out of one of those two mugs. So you definitely should at least check out the mugs if nothing else. And remember, extra 20% off at checkout by using the code MAKERMOM. All right, thank you, Tool Mom Bonnie, and let's get back to the episode. Um, yeah, it's just me. <laughs> have you... Which has worked out fine with COVID, actually, because I haven't yeah. brought anybody home to any jobs. Um, right. Yeah. Makes that easier. Um, mm-hmm. Have you um, chatted with um, Brittany of Pretty Handy Girl? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, she's one of the people I first reached out to. It was actually yeah. the, the woman staging the my um, kitchen for the photo shoot uh, for this, this old house. She was like, have you ever heard yeah. of Pretty Andy Girl? And I was like, no. And she's like, you've got to reach <laughs> out to her. Um, so I did. I forget how I got in touch with her. I, I had no idea, like, but I did. And I was like, I think she's in, like, she's somewhat in your neck of the woods, isn't she? 
Oh, no, she is. Yeah. No, she's yeah. literally, I, we met for coffee. Yeah. Like okay. I found yeah. her and I was like, can, can I, can I, you know, pick your brain? Um, mm -hmm. And so she very graciously was like, I don't know what you want from me, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one of the first things that ever about me said. She's like, I don't really know what you want from me, but I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll talk to you. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm like, I just want to know what you're doing and how I can do it. Um, yeah. So she's, she's super nice. She's been a guest on the podcast. So yeah, I think um, I, yeah, no, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, so yes, so, I have I have talked to her. So okay, so basically, I mean, even as you know, a barber, I would assume there's not a lot of women who right. are doing that. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, not when I got started. I, barbering is one of those things too that barbering has, oh my god, like gotten way more popular um, mm -hmm. over the course. When I first started barbering, it was it was this like it was like the wouldn't queer eye think I don't even know if queer eye was out yet. Like it was like this new thing of like men can like have a preference for their look and style. Right. <laughs> so I mean it was new. It was like this like crazy right. idea of like men grooming themselves, you know, like mm -hmm. uh, and it was not it was very much so I mean it there were not a lot of women doing it. And I remember walking in and being super intimidated because the barbershop, I mean, I worked at like the quintessential like Washington DC barbershop. Yeah. We worked like you had to wear a tie and a button-down shirt and it was a uniform. Um and it was like just you could walk into the barber room, you know, and it's like a bunch of dudes. There was one woman um, out of all of these men and she was, you know, just a badass. She's still a badass. Um, <laughs> and um, no, but it was, it was very like these, a lot of an older men too, right? Like guys yeah. that have been, yep. have been here for a long time, like prove your, like you had to prove yourself. And, and I fell right into that culture and I was fine with like, you know, just, I think it took seven years of my craft before I, I actually believe that I was where I wanted to be. Um, mm -hmm. But it was definitely, um, yeah, like male dominated in every way because every client, is, especially, and I moved to Durham and I had, I actually ended up being very fulfilled with being able to barber. Um, there was a, a community, you know, the LGBTQ community yep. and, and Durham ended up being very receptive to uh, me barbering for them. And that was really fulfilling. Um, but starting off in DC, it was, it was all men, you know, so you're working next to men and yep. cutting men's hair and very powerful type A. I mean, we're talking journalists, yeah. politicians, like you need to fit me in. I have a meeting with the president, like people. So it was very, mm -hmm. uh, it was very intense. Um, Do you so, think, I mean, while you were there, did they bring on any new male barbers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you think, like, did they put them through the same paces they put you through? Yeah. No, it's it's yeah. a culture of, like, you prove yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I think, um, no, yeah. I mean, and I did it to the new guys coming in. I'm like, Shh, you don't know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> prove yourself. You, no, I mean, it's just, it's the culture. It's it's yeah. 100%. Um, and I, I think, it, I mean, a lot of it's the trade. It's a trade's thing, you know? You're like, yeah. you're in your chops, man. You don't just get to walk in here, newbie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, we're watching what you're doing. And, you know, you got to put in that, you got to put in the sweat. Like, you don't just get to prance in here and think you can, you know, fake it till you make it. You know what I mean? So. Right, right. Yeah, no, I did the same thing. I was like super, 
Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm very like someone, you know, oh, God forbid somebody whipped out like a plastic. Well, I ended up teaching barbering too. And so I was just like, I don't want to see any plastic arts. <laughs> you know? No, I was a total jerk. So it's <laughs> very, um, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you have somewhat of an advantage in the sense with the you know construction and carpentry because you started it yourself mm. and so in the sense of you're not walking up trying to walk onto somebody else's crew right like right 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 you you only have yourself to be mean to type thing like nobody else is going to be mean to you um which could be a good or a bad thing um do you i mean was there a time where it was like, have you thought about, I guess, going and working for someone else versus you running your own thing? Well, I will say, I think if I had only pursued it as carpentry and I didn't need subcontractors, mm -hmm. then maybe that would be the case. But <laughs> try walking into a job and getting other men who are subs <laughs> mm -hmm. to to respect you as the boss. So I don't know. There was, there was still a bit of a, it wasn't that easy <laughs> to, yeah. to walk yeah. in and be like, I'm going to, you know, um, no. Yeah, there was still, uh, no, yeah. So, but I, I not respect. I mean, there was that, that's kind of like a different yeah. layer of, you know, trying to make sure that these, and, and yeah, and then being that person in between and making sure that you are respected in front of the homeowner. And it just, mm -hmm. so there were kind of other nuances um, to navigate through um, that. Uh, yeah, because I mean, gender inequality can attack you from every angle. <laughs> Does it matter? <laughs> right? There's so many different ways in which, <laughs> yes. right? I don't know. Like there's, um, it's, it's definitely more than, yeah, it's more than just walking onto a job site. It's just, it's every job site. Um, right. But, um, but yeah, so as far as working for other people, I, you know, I, I had thought about it. Um, and it was my teacher at the school uh, that I went to, who was really awesome. Um, who actually, I was still barbering. I was barbering in Durham. And um, just like, I was like, I was building cabinets for free. It was ridiculous. I was so stupid. <laughs> no, it was such a like, I tend to fall into traps of being completely taken advantage of and that <laughs> um, because I do, it's like, I love, and that's the thing, honestly, like if I didn't need money, I would totally be fine building for free because I just love it. Right. So it's, it's pretty easy to be like, Oh, I'll do this for you for free. Cause I don't, I'm, I'm a woman and I don't actually do this for a job. Right. You know? Um, and so I was like, so crazy, like working, barbering and then like going to people's houses and like building and like, just, I don't know what I was doing. And so the teacher, one of my teachers called me up and was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, was, I was in between, I was in between barber, like barbering clients. And he was like, you need to stop barbering. He was like, stop barbering and get to work. He was like, and one of the other guys in the class had uh, somebody that they met and they were like, you got a client. If you want to jump in and do this, like this, this, this couple in Chapel Hill, they like, I told them about you and they want to work with you. So stop what you're doing and do it. <laughs> And so I did. I actually quit. Like I gave, like yeah. it was like the next day. I gave my notice, and I was like, okay. And then I just jumped in, 
um, which then ended up being, you know, very quickly me just doing my own business. Cause, mm-hmm. um, and he had actually, we had had conversations while in school and he had said, you know, cause some, it was like, do I go work for someone? Should I go off on my own? And he, and he actually was like, he's like, I honestly see you, somebody as like, you should work for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, um, that had a lot of influence in, in, in what direction I went in. Um, okay. so when did the, you know, move over Bob, um, project come in the picture? Um, so I started move over Bob in 2017. Um, and it came from my experience going to, uh, my first day of classes and I got there and I was super nervous about it because I didn't know what to expect if, you know, I was the only going to be the only woman there. Um, and so I got there and there were 12 students in the class and six of them were women. And it was like, we all, I remember, yeah, cause we were all standing outside and it was just like this moment where we all kind of looked at each other. And I think I, I like stopped. I was like, I'm sorry, I have to say this, but like, there's like half of us are women. Right. And the girls were like, oh, like, oh this is awesome. <laughs> um, like, this is so crazy. And so I went home and I went on my Facebook and I like made a post and I was like, fun fact, half the students in my construction class are women. And then I joked with hashtag like move over Bob and the move over Bob was obviously, I mean, there's Bob the builder, but then also right, my experience right. with the old house, like Bob Vila, it's just Bob, right? I mean, that's just, right. her, my God, there's always, <laughs> there's always somebody and, and in every like industry, there's a Bob, you know? That's right. Um, so, um, so anyways, the post did like awesome and all of these, women like came out of the woodworks so, and like people I hadn't even like talked to in years. And they're like, Oh my God, I love this. And then they just got such a kick out of knowing people who had nothing to do with construction. They just loved knowing that there were women in construction. It was just um, mm-hmm. exciting to them. And so I was like, Hmm, I'm like, well, clearly I was wrong about how many women were in this class. Pretty <laughs> like I'm wrong about, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong about how many women are out there. I know it. Right. So <laughs> Like they're out there. So I felt like Instagram at the time and I didn't even have my own personal Instagram account. I don't think it, or maybe I did either way. I wasn't really mm-hmm. uh, doing it then. But anyway, so I, I thought though, okay, but Instagram, uh, I'm going to find these women and I'm going to repost them and I'm going to make sure everybody sees them. <laughs> and that was pretty much, that was it. That was my goal for move over Bob. And so I did, I started in um, just like searching and back then that it was actually searching. Now it's super easy to find, but I felt like in back, even in 2017, like it's crazy how much it's grown in the last, just the, the face of women in construction in the last three years um, right. and how much more visible everybody is. And it's amazing. Um, so that's, that's where it started. So. Okay. Okay. Um, where do you hope to see the project go? Um. I'm actually really happy with where it is right now. <laughs> this is kind of, I spent a lot of time, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out, like, because everybody's like, oh, move over Bob's, ha ha, it's awesome. Like, what are you going to do with it? Right? And I was, I don't know. Like, I, because I have so many dreams. And I have so, right. like, I, honestly, I remember, like, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, I just, I, my obsession with, the trades it just goes back so far to like when I was a teenager. So like to, re- to like, I remember having a moment like going to work and it was, um, 
I don't know, just like having this moment of like, oh my God, I'm so obsessed over this. I can't take it. You know, <laughs> like, what am I going to do with this obsession of mine and just like bursting into tears? Cause I'm like, <laughs> I like, I don't know what I'm going to do with move over Bob. I want it to be helpful. And I'm trying to figure out how it can be helpful. And, um, you know, the, the three years of just even having the Instagram page has given me a lot of insight into the community mm-hmm. and trying to get a better understanding of like how I can actually be helpful. And, um, Last year, when the Washington Post article came out by Miley Engel, um, where she, uh, I was in this article with a bunch of amazing women, um, mm-hmm. and uh, my conversation with her for that article really just kind of gave me the nudge. Like, she's like this very god sister, if I could call her. I don't know where she came from, but she was just like, tap, tap, like, hi. And I had just had my son. I was trying to, like, I was desperately trying to just keep Amory Design Build alive. The Move Over Bob Instagram account was like, I mean, you know, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It's so much time. It's so hard. It's a full-time job in itself, yes. It's so hard. And so I was, like, I was actually at a very low point of, like, feeling like I was having a very difficult time keeping up with everything and, you know, fueling my passions and all that sort of stuff. And she just like came out of nowhere and was like, tap, tap, like, hey, I saw your move over Bob thing. And I think it's awesome. And she kind of just relit the fire that I needed at that time to just Mm -hmm. keep pushing and not give up on move over Bob. And it ended up just sending me in this long, really like crazy, just dive. If I, didn't realize how much more I could obsess over this. I just research and research and research <laughs> and looking and, and, and different business plans and trying to like consult with the people, like trying to figure out like, what, what is it going to be? And then it was funny because after all of it, my best friend was like, why don't you just like keep doing what you're doing? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, I mean, every like you've been spending because move over Bob is a repost thing, but I have been like this directory for a lot of people where they're like, hey, do you know? And I've been researching for girls and sending them emails of like, check out this trade school, check out this union. Like, she's like, you've been doing so much of it just like behind the scenes. She was like, right. why don't you just do that? <laughs> she was like, just do more of that. <laughs> and then it kind of clicked because I remember, um, you know, talking to the editor of this old house and she had said, and actually my husband is the one that reminded me, which is so weird that he remembered this quote from her I mean he was like well remember what Charlotte Barter told you he was like remember she said like you don't need to find like it was you don't need to do um you don't need to find something that is completely original you just have to find something you love doing and do it well and it was like oh my god (laughs) I'm like I remember him saying like he said that to me and I was like you just remembered that quote from her like (laughs) okay and so um, yeah. And so then it, it just clicked. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna make a website where I get to do more of what I love doing, which is like find awesome women, write about them, give them more exposure and try to pack these articles full of all the resources I've been trying to give people. So, mm-hmm. um, it's a really simple format, which I'm almost relieved because I, I it was, <laughs> well, cause it was just like how, you know, it got really complicated through this year trying to figure out what I wanted to do with it. And it was just, and then coincidentally, Miley Pingle being the journalist from the Washington post, I reached out to her cause I was like, well, this is perfect. Cause I know who I could ask about this. Um, right. and she was, 
God, she's amazing. I just, I can't like, I love her. So <laughs> she's so great. And so she was like, yes, this sounds great. And she gave me all the information I needed to, to get, wrap my head around of like, how do I actually make this website where I can create content um, that is at the caliber I want it to be. And um, she even, she wrote a piece for the launch. So mm -hmm. um, well, women in architecture, she uh, did a cover. We have a cover story from her. So um yeah, I mean, as far as where I'm hoping it'll be, I just hope we can keep going with with this mm -hmm. and just get get content out there and give women more exposure. Um, just flood the internet with plenty of articles of <laughs> awesome women. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Seems that's simple, how I found... It's something I feel pretty good about, so... <laughs> that's how I... I mean, that's how I found, I guess, the, you know, uh, move over Bob was through that Washington Post article, which yeah. somebody um, sent... <laughs> Somebody sent to me uh, who lives, she uh, lived outside the DC area at the time uh, when she sent it to me, lives in Boston now, but she said she read it and she's like, and I thought of you, you know, and so she sent it to me and I read it. I'm like, this is so cool that this thing exists, um, mm -hmm. you know, and so that's, um, I've appreciated it because I will tell you, I have scoured it just to find uh, other people to be guests on the podcast. <laughs> um, because just like you talk about searching um, and it does get, it has gotten easier, but it definitely is still a search, right? Like um, I'm constantly searching and thanks to the algorithm, I get served up now more women on Instagram when I'm looking. Um, but it's like, okay, what do you do and does it fit the, the niche I'm looking for and all of this stuff before I reach out. Um, but I, so I appreciate having that as a resource. So thank you uh, mm -hmm. for creating that. <laughs> um, I want to touch real quick though, before, cause our time's almost up, but I want to touch on um, about, you know, your, your kiddo, your son is two. Mm -hmm. um, two year olds are, they take a lot of time. <laughs> so, um, and especially with COVID right now, um, like, how is it working to be able to work, like to be able to go to a job site and stuff? Um, you know, is he tagging along with or like, what's that? You mean, you mean in general or with COVID yeah. times? Uh, yeah. With COVID times? So my, um, my husband, so like I said, we're, we're sharing a vehicle. <laughs> we have to we, we share our time between a child and a vehicle basically yeah. <laughs> and so um uh his work he works for a bank he's a computer guy right so he's like complete opposite of <laughs> what i'm doing um but so we've been able to um work it out where if i i just kind of book my job so i had like one job that lasted it was like a it was a two-week job um which adds a whole nother pressure to like make sure you stay on time um, right. But so he uh, basically just tells his work, okay, my wife has a job coming up and walks out those two weeks and he works from home and, you know, watches her mm -hmm. son while I'm, while I'm gone because um, it's definitely not a kid-friendly zone. Yeah. <laughs> Construction. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so, I mean, that's worked out. Like I, so did the two-week block and then I've been working like weekends and like evenings. Like last night I went to a client's house and when he got home from work, and I went um, to do, I had to do some prep work for the electricians today. Um, so yeah, no, it, it's just, just, yeah, we're just making it work together, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. So. Does your son have any idea like what you do for work? Um, no, I don't think so. He, he loves my truck. I mean, he just like, <laughs> he will sit in that truck and listen to music between and our dog mochi like they it's it, but it's been tough though because it's been hot here in the summer right. like you can't just sit in this truck <laughs> he's like sweating and he's like man truck truck you know he's just <laughs> like oh my god i can't just keep my car running with ac <laughs> like you just need to get out um so no he doesn't he doesn't understand um but he does love the trucks <laughs> mm-hmm. was there um What would, I mean, I, I haven't had anyone on who was like kind of working in construction, you know, during like pregnancy and yeah. right after babies yeah. being born, like, yeah. and I know, <laughs> I, mean, I remember what it's like, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, there's like feedings and there's all this stuff um, that goes on yeah. and they need you so much, in the, especially in those early months. Um, so what was, I mean, what was that like? Because that's part of the thing, right? Like guys don't need a space to like go pump. Right. (laughs) You know, that's not something that they even comprehend or think about. Yeah. So what was, I mean, what was that like? Yeah, it was, it definitely added, uh, I'll say like even being pregnant, I worked until I was eight months pregnant. Like I was finishing up a job and I was like I mean, huge belly and I'm like underneath someone's kitchen sink because I'm like trying <laughs> and like they came they came in and I'm like yeah, I like wobble up I'm like it's okay don't worry we're good I'm gonna get this done and they're like can you go over your baby pops out and I'm like yes <laughs> don't worry um, so that was um but yeah and then after yeah and then after having him I actually and I had a I had an emergency C-section which is like uh, worst mm-hmm. um. So, uh, yeah. And as for like pumping, I, (laughs) I would have to pack a cooler every day with, you know, my pumping stuff and, uh, packs. And so it was like my cooler with my breast pump and all my tools. (laughs) Uh, But my truck is always like, it's just always a mess. I always try to keep it clean, but it's just always horrible. Um, and so, yeah, having to like, excuse me, but this is where I guess, you know, again, kind of going back to your mention of it being, you know, there being advantages of working for myself, um, that made it easier, right? Because it was like, well, uh, I'm the boss and I got to go find a parking lot and pump <laughs> and, so go and, and, and find a parking lot and like, right. and pump. I mean, it was just um, disgusting, actually, because yeah. you're just like super filthy and dirty and like, and like sport, like, you know, trying to like inch your sports bra up and Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so but yeah, no, so just fine, you know, pump and um <laughs> yeah, it was it was tricky. It's definitely tricky. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm gonna just like leave that there for the guys who <laughs> listen to the podcast to understand what, what <laughs> women do not go through. Um yeah. <laughs> no granted, it is for a short period of time you know it's not forever so yeah yeah. um but we are at the end of our time Angela so I want to give you a chance to shout out where people can find you and follow you on the interwebs hey um yes 
you can definitely follow move over bob at move over bob instagram and please go to www.moveoverbob.com sign up for our newsletter and uh, start sharing these awesome articles about kick-ass women um yeah. All right. Well, awesome. <clears throat> thanks for taking the time to chat with me today. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me. Alrighty. So again, that was Angela of Move Over Bob. I'll include all the links on how you can follow along with her in today's show notes. The easiest and best way to find that is to go to freemanfurnishings.com forward slash podcast. However, I'm going to put a little asterisk right now so today is september 18th my website is currently in flux in construction uh, it's getting a new overhauled look and during that time it you won't be able to get directly to the show notes but you should still see the links on how you can follow along with angela and all the other amazing uh, makers that have been on the podcast in whatever app you're listening to the podcast on there should be links included there all right. Um, if you're enjoying the podcast and want to help support it, the best way you can do that, easiest way you could do that, is to make sure that whatever app you are listening to the podcast on, you hit that subscribe button. And then if you can head on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review, that helps all the algorithms let other people know that you are enjoying the podcast and they should check it out as well. If you're super duper enjoying the podcast and want to become a member of the Maker Mom Podcast Tribe, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash Maker Mom Podcast. And uh, there's different tier levels over there available, a $1, $3, and $5 tier level, which has different merchandise um, at each of those levels. And then there is a new, brand new $30 tier level, which makes you an official sponsor of the podcast and you get your very own spot ad spot within each episode so that's a minimum of eight episodes a month that you get your own spot but if that sounds like something you are interested in just know that those spots are super limited um just a few available so you would want to hop on that as soon as you can no matter what level you sign up for you will get access to things such as the upcoming live via Zoom podcast interview that will be happening on September 27th at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, and that patrons will only be the ones who have access to the link to be able to participate in that interview live. Um, the rest of you will still get to hear it, but you will have to wait until that episode airs in the normal schedule to be able to hear that. All right, and then there's always merchandise available such as the Maker Mom t-shirt, which currently is rocking the Mom Squad list on the back, the first 65 episodes of the podcast. Uh, know that that is definitely, as we're entering fall, becoming a um, endangered species, meaning that t-shirt with the Mom Squad list on the back is going to be changing as we get towards the end of this year. It will be uh, revised. So if you want to get the one with the first 65 episodes of Moms Listed, uh, normally I would send you to freemanfurnishings.com, but probably best just to reach out to me on Instagram right now since the website 
isn't fully available. So you can just at Maker Mom Podcast on Instagram and send me a direct message there and I can get you one of those teas. Alrighty. When I am not interviewing amazing female non-binary makers and making podcast episodes, you can find me designing and making product and content around that product over at freemanfurnishings.com or at Freeman Furnishings across all of the different social media platforms, uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Freeman Furnishings. All right. It's Friday. It's the end of the week. Tomorrow actually happens to be my birthday and my wife's birthday as well. That's right. We have the same birthday. So I will be spending time with family, still hoping to sneak in uh, some making time as a gift to myself, a birthday gift to myself. But I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Stay safe out there. Get to making and spend time with your family. All right. Until next week, I will see you later. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Thank you.